Sunday, we're going to come and look at God's Word. We're going to pray and thank God for the presence of His Holy Spirit with us today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your Son, the Lord Jesus, to die for us and to give us freedom for our sin. And Lord, we are so glad today that when Jesus ascended, you sent your Holy Spirit to abide in us, to live in us, to be our senior partner, to be our guide, our helper, our teacher, our friend. And Lord, today we celebrate the fact that your church is alive and well because of the power of your Holy Spirit within our lives. So Lord, as we come around your word this morning, I pray that it will be an encouragement and a blessing to our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes I often wonder, what was it really like on that Pentecost, on that day when the Spirit of God fell among God's people and the church began? We knew that the children of God were aware that the presence of God would continue with them, that they would have the promise of the Holy Spirit. In John 14 and 16, we read that Jesus would pray to the Father that he would give them another helper and that the Spirit of God would be the Spirit of Truth. In Luke chapter 24 verse 49, we know that Dr. Luke records, I am going to send you what my Father has promised but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And then Dr. Luke again, in the recording of the book of Acts, he goes on and recounts the words of the Lord Jesus when he tells them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He talks about, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So they were told that this was going to happen. I don't know about you, but I'd be thinking, because they've never experienced this before, what does that feel like? What's going to happen? How will that happen? What does that entail? What way is that going to work out? I just wonder were there the sort of questions that maybe these early disciples were asking themselves. And you know, there was no mention of this mighty rushing wind from heaven or the tongues that would sit upon their head. There was no mention of any of that. Do you know, many of us have had suddenlies in our lives. Some with prior notice and yet even though we know something was going to happen, yet it has come suddenly. And then some of us have had suddenlies that have just appeared out of nowhere. For instance, this very present pandemic that we're walking through, we all knew that lockdown was probably going to become a thing, but yet it seemed to this happen all of a sudden. And all of a sudden then there were things that we probably hadn't thought about or expected. Maybe the fact that we were unable to get some of the stable foods that we wanted in the early days or some of the stuff that we really liked wasn't available which is minor, but one of those things that happened. The whole social distancing thing. Okay, we probably knew that we were going to have to stay away for people, but maybe that we were so aware that this would happen for so long. And, and then the fact that we weren't able to be with people that we truly love and maybe wanted to give them a hug and we just couldn't see them any longer physically. 
suddenly we're in work and then some of you were furloughed and couldn't go into the office and couldn't be with your work colleagues. In life, some of you have walked through suddenlies that have turned your worlds upside down. The suddenly of maybe saying goodbye to someone in the morning, saying goodbye to them at the door and that person never ever walking through the door again. The unexpected breakdown of a relationship or something that you so love just falling apart or maybe walking into a doctor's office and being given a diagnosis suddenly changed your whole life. Maybe it was a hope and a dream that sort of has been disintegrating before your very eyes. How do we navigate the suddenlies of our life? Whether it's a suddenly that brings great opportunity into our lives or a suddenly that seems at the very beginning of it a very negative thing. But of course we know that God always works for our good. How do we navigate these suddenlies? How do we get through the sudden experience that cause us to have to walk a road that has never been trodden by us before? In the book of Acts, there are a few suddenlies that we can learn from. In Acts chapter 2, we see there's the suddenly of the empowering of the Holy Spirit on the day that the church began. In Acts chapter 12, after Herod had killed um, James, the brother of John, Peter is imprisoned and he's sleeping bound in two chains between two soldiers and, and 12 7 tells us that suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and light shone in the cell and the angel of the Lord was able to lead Peter into his freedom past all of the guards. In Acts chapter 16 after Paul and Silas had delivered a possessed girl who needed the deliverance of God over her life. In verse 26 we read, Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison that they had been placed into after helping this girl, suddenly that there was this earthquake and these guys were released from their bonds. In three, all three of these suddenlies, we actually see that there's a common theme, and it's this prayer. The folk were all in a prayerful environment. Here we see the church in Acts chapter 2 were in corporate collective prayer, seeking the face of the Father. We see that Paul and Silas in their cell together were praying as two brothers in Christ, praying and seeking the face of the Father. I'm sure Peter, as he was in his prison cell, we've been praying to the Father as well. But as he was in his prison cell, there was a specific prayer meeting being held for him and people were praying for his safety and his return. Church, whatever you're facing today, whatever you're going through today, your new normal, please, 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 whatever you're facing, the new normal or a difficult challenge in your life, never underestimate the power of prayer. We don't have time this morning to go into it fully, but even if we were to look at the Lord's prayer today, we see this. One is this, that he is our Father our Father, that we have a relationship with our Father and that he has all the power and he has all the glory. Now tell me this church, what Father 
who has power and glory and ability to change circumstances and situations for their children. When their children cry out to him, Abba, Father, when they come to him and seek his face and pray about their circumstances, what Father will not come in and be a part of that. You know, Father may not always answer us the way we so desire. We may not always get what we want and when we want it. But we know this, that our Heavenly Father will always do good by us. He will always take even the worst of circumstances that we face and he will use those for our good. And we know that well, Jared. Hence, he encourages us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when we get our hearts and minds into that place where we come before the Father, acknowledging his will be done in our lives, no matter what we face, no matter what we're going through, friends, that is the start of amazing change in us, aligning our hearts with him. These guys in Acts 2 were united in prayer. Acts 12, there was a band of people of an emergency prayer meeting, specific meeting, Paul and Silas praying together, asking God to come into their circumstances. And that's when their suddenlies happened. That's when the suddenlies happened, when they were seeking God. And for you today and your suddenly, whatever that may be, do not underestimate the need for corporate prayer, for people around you to know what you're going through, that they can pray for you too. Praying for that, praying with that prayer partner. Allowing that person to pray with you as you walk through your circumstances. Especially when we have got fatigue of our circumstance. I think all of us have admitted at times when we've been going through some stuff that we have found it hard to pray. And that's why we need to be people, to have people in our lives like Moses had his Aaron and his Ur. That when they were in the battle and the battle wasn't going their way, Moses needed to raise his hands to have the victory. And sometimes we need to have men and women around us who will raise our hands and will keep us bolter up in prayer when maybe we don't have the strength to pray for ourselves. But never ever church underestimate the power of prayer in our lives because prayer changes things. Prayer helps us to navigate the suddenlies within our lives. The second thing to help us navigate through the suddenlies of our lives is found in chapter 16. When Paul and Silas are in this prison, remember, here they are, they have been two men who have been serving God and they come across this lady who is um, bound by a spirit within her and these guys come and they pray and they deliver her from that and then they are put in a prison cell. And while they're in their prison cell, we know because of their praise and their prayer that suddenly there is a supernatural earthquake and these men are set free. So one other wee thing we learn here is this. You know, just because you are praying, you are praising, you're going to fellowship, you're doing right, you're involved in the commission. Friends, that will not make you exempt from the suddenlies of life or from going through hard times. Their sudden change their direction. From going to the house of fellowship, they ended up in the house of affliction. And this was a painful one. These guys 
had people come against them with false accusations. These guys were beaten with rods and then they were put in prison and they were shackled within that prison. But even though their bodies were wounded, these guys did not allow their souls to be broken. I'm sure you have seen maybe in the last week or two the um, audition of Americans Got Talent, the guy called Archie Williams, an African-American who was incarcerated for 37 years for a crime that he didn't do. Can you imagine that, church? Saying 37 is very quick. But can you imagine 37 years to be put in a prison cell and apparently one of the worst prisons in the United States of America, this man is locked away for a crime that he knew he had not committed. And when he was interviewed on the show, this is what the guy said. Freedom is off the mind. I went to prison, but I never let my mind go to prison. Wow. What words? And then he went on to say this. When I was faced with dark times, I would pray and I would sing. And there was a wee clip of him, obviously, inside church, inside the prison. Do you know, in our country today, because and thankfully there has been a greater emphasis on people's mental health, we're seeing choirs springing up throughout the country because people now know that when you sing, that there is endorphins, good endorphins, that are released in your body that help make you happy and are good for your mental health. You see, God knew what he was doing when he created us to be able to worship him. And we know what it's like when we come together and we look forward to those days again where we can come together as a congregation and we're standing together side by side within the family of God and worshipping him and what that means to us as we worship our creator and our God and how that makes us feel we are so blessed by blessing him. And we thank God for what he does within us. But there are times as we are in today and today's times when we cannot be physically together. But you know, church, we can still get our Mary Mary on. We need to get our Mary Mary on and let her shackles come off us and raise an anthem of praise. I love that Mary Mary song. In the corner of my mind, I can't seem to find a reason to believe that I can break free. Because you see, I have been down for so long. Feel like hope is gone. But as I lift my hand, I understand that I should praise you through my circumstances. Everything that could go wrong all went wrong at one time. So much pressure fell on me. I thought I was going to lose my mind. But I know you want to see if I will hold on through these trials. But I need you to lift this load because I can't take it anymore. Take these shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. You broke the chains. Now I can lift my hands. I'm going to praise you. 
I'm going to praise you. In church, there are times we need to choose to praise God in our circumstances, especially in those suddenlies, those things that come out of nowhere. We need to lift up our hands and we need to rejoice in God. And I know that sometimes that is easier said than done. And again, just like Moses had Aaron and Ur around him to help him pray and help him to keep his hands raised up in the victory, so also times we need people around us who will worship with us, who will praise with us, who will inspire us and encourage us to sing through our storm, to sing in our present cell, that we can rejoice in our God to become those people of peace and blessing again and live in blessing again because we acknowledge God in the midst of our trials. East Pointers, be people who will inspire others to praise. You see, church, there is power in prayer and there is power in praise. And here's the third thing this morning that I want to leave with you. As we navigate the suddenlies of life, there is power of presence. At the beginning of this word this morning, I mentioned how Jesus in John chapter 14 verse 16 promised that he would send another helper. And the NIV says he will send another advocate. And the CSB, it says another counsellor, but I have to say I love the wording of the old King James Version that talks about how he will send another comforter. Again, it reminds me of an old hymn that was sung when I was a child. The comforter has come, though the great king of kings with healing in his wings, to every captive soul a full deliverance brings. And through the vacant cells that sung, of triumph rings. The comforter, the comforter has come. You know, Christ left this world that the Spirit of God would come. On that first day the church began that we celebrate as Pentecost, an old Jewish um, festival, and he came to begin the church. And the Holy Spirit came to abide in us to walk with us. Jesus, when he walked this earth, was in one place at one time, contained by a human body. But when his spirit came, he could be all over the world, omnipresent at one time. And he is with us here now. We are thankful that the Comforter has come. And today, wherever you're sitting, maybe in your circumstance in this day, you just need to feel that the Spirit of God is with you and church he is because he promised to abide with you and to help you in your circumstance today and he is with you. In one of my pastoral calls this week, I spoke to one of our precious seniors and I don't even think she realised what she said. And I just thought when she said it, wow, you get this. What she said was this. I'm here on my own. Just me and the Lord. And you know, even though she was acknowledging that she was in solitary confinement, she still acknowledged that she was not alone, but her saviour was with her. It's just me and him. And church, that is an amazing declaration to make that we know even in our most loneliest moments that we are not truly alone, 
because his presence abides. He is omnipresent and he is with us and he is there to bring comfort to our souls. The comforter has come. He comforts us in his presence when we open his word and we read his word as he speaks and sings songs over us. We feel the comfort of his voice. You just even think of Psalm 23 today. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. And it's great to feel that comfort like a hug of somebody around you when they know they're with you and they're present with you. But you know, when it talks about a rod and the staff and the comforter, you know, sometimes too that comfort that the Lord gives us is actually a staff's a wee bit of a prodder. And sometimes when we have to walk in our suddenlies, we can, our hearts sometimes can miss a beat and we can gasp thinking, I can't do this. I cannot walk through this. And the Holy Spirit's comfort comes along to say, I'm with you. I'm going to help you. You can do this. You can get through because I, the Lord, your God, am with you and I will not leave you. There's another suddenly in the book of Acts. In Acts 9 and 3 we realise that Saul is on the road to try and to kill Christians and persecute them and torture them and get them to denounce their faith and to go back to Judaism. And as Paul goes to the road of Damascus, there with threatening letters, the Spirit of God meets him and it says suddenly a light shone from heaven Paul, Saul falls from the ground and we see that he has a conversion experience. Saul goes from being Saul and becomes Paul and from someone who uh, was hurting Christians to someone who was a man who lived to see people come to faith rather than denounce their faith. What a mighty change. Mother, this morning, keep praying for those suddenlies for your children. Father, for your sons, keep praying that God would give them a suddenly, that they would suddenly have an experience with God, that they would come to him. The Apostle Paul had his suddenly and realised that God was with him. And even though in those days when he was blinded and couldn't see, and that must have been a terrible experience of having to trust others in a way that he never trusted others before. And then when the scales fall from his eyes and he's told that he's a chosen vessel, but he will suffer for God's name. Yet the Apostle Paul proved in his life and all the suddenlies that the Lord would be with them, the Lord would get him through and the Lord would prove faithful. Church this morning, whatever your suddenly is, whatever your new normal is, the Spirit of God descended on Pentecost and remains with us today to empower us, to be with us, to comfort us, to lead us, to bless us, to be a part of us and he will not leave you alone. So today, believe in the power of prayer. Today, believe in the power of praise. Today, believe in the power of his presence. Allow the Holy Spirit 
to walk with you in this day, to help you to talk to the Father and tell the Father all about your suddenly. Worship God in your suddenly. Allow the spirit of negativity to flee from you. Put on the garment of praise that the spirit of heaviness would leave you today and that you will enjoy the presence of God even if this is a difficult day. And believe in that power of his presence because his promise to you today is this. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Friends, God was not surprised by your suddenly. And God is in your suddenly today. God may change your direction, but he will not change his promise. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Heavenly Father, for the East Point family today and those that may, others that may be listening in, whatever their suddenly may be, whatever their new normal may be, may they know you're with them. And as they praise you and as they seek you in prayer, I pray that you will help navigate them through the coming days. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.